Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How's the weather out your way? Oh, it's gorgeous. It is. Let me look at it. It's 68 and sunny, and we spent a little bit of time outside, and luckily. How about you? Well, it's uh, overcast right now, and let me ask my friendly assistant here. Hey, Google. Hey Google, don't ignore me. What is three degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? Oh, oh. It's what, like thirty what, something. What is three degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? <laughs> Keep trying. Oh, there you go. So it's 37 degrees. Fahrenheit. Oh, see, I don't even do math, and I got—I was almost right. There you go. Oh, that makes me feel good. That's good for my self-esteem. Okay. Yeah, we need to boost our self-esteem every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You can find stuff over at This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, but uh, alas, we we do our best to help you out as best we can. Uh, first email this week is from Brian. Brian says, nerds, being a footy, a foodie. Foodie? Fuddy? Foodie? Foodie. Fuddy. One that likes food. Guy who likes food. Or girl that likes food. Or anybody that likes food. I just want to say Brian spelled it correctly. Like, it's spelled F-O-O-D-I-E. I know, it's just, I always find that word so (laughs) weird. It's not Brian's fault. (laughs) It's such a weird word. And I was just like, you know, can we just say a connoisseur of food? I don't know. But anyways, yeah, a foodie. There's a lot of M's, a lot of S's and yeah. stuff. 
I was thinking of taking my dates for food. Are there any foods that should be off limits? Any ideal foods for a first date? Uh, I mean, if it's a first date, you probably don't want to go too fancy. Might be pretty intimidating if you take them to like a five-star restaurant. So maybe something casual like tacos or pizza or something like that. I knew you were going to say pizza. I have written down here. Kurt's going to say pizza. Yeah. Yep. Because everybody likes pizza. Find out what they like to eat. I think that's the major thing. Yep. Don't take them somewhere and spend all the money on food they don't like or can't eat. So ask them what their preferences are. Is there anything they don't like? Is there anything they can't eat? Um, because sometimes people are so allergic to stuff that even having it in the air, like peanuts, mm -hmm. if you even have that in the air, people can have allergic reactions. So, mm -hmm. yeah, just something casual, I think, is a good way to start. I mean, this is a first date. You don't you don't want to distract too much from the idea that you're getting to know this person. So, you don't want to, you know, maybe make it too complex of a situation. Just nice and simple. So. Um, but yeah, like even finger food is probably fine. Um, as long as the person's not, uh, OCD or something like that, that might, uh, not go too well, but, uh, yeah. Uh, pizza is never a bad idea. Even if you're just going to grab a slice of pizza and walk around, that's, it's a good time. So. Yeah. I think we always talk about too, just to have an activity with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just so it's not too too um one-sided or whatever but i think also too it's a good way to sort of find out the date's going well if you go do one thing and then you say well why don't we go for a walk or why don't we go over here for drinks if the person's not interested typically they'll say oh no actually i have to get going or something like that i'm not always is that the case but it's a good way to maybe find out if that person's interested or not so mm -hmm. cool yeah uh, do you want to read Dylan's email? Sure. Dylan says, is it a good idea to pick up your date? Usually I meet my dates at the place we're going on a date, but maybe it might be easier for them and nicer for me to pick them up. They usually take Uber, don't drive. What do you both think? Good idea? Uh, Dylan, I'd say it depends on the comfort level and what stage you guys are in a dating. You can always pick her up on the way with Uber. It's relatively safe because you have a third party in the car with you. Uh, so that would be my my... The only caveat is it might just be like on a first date that you, they don't really want to be picked up just be in a small space with you. I think we've had questions like that where people felt like on a first date, like we talked about with the ride sharing, remember there was like a car rental thing or something and it wasn't working that day. Um, and we had both sides of the equation right in. Oh yeah. And, and so people feel uncomfortable sometimes, but I just asked them and if it's, you know, if you don't drive, then you know, swing by and have the Uber pick them up. That's a nice gesture. Yeah. Again, I would say, like, maybe not in the very beginning, but later on. Yeah. I guess it really depends, too, on where you're going and what you're doing. I mean, you know, if you're doing something that's within a major metropolitan area and it's easy for them to get to, it may just be easier and more comfortable for them to go their own way. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, too, you have to keep in mind, too, that if you're going to pick somebody up, that also implies that you're then going to find out where they live. And some people may not be mm. comfortable with that. So, mm -hmm. uh, or they could also meet like at a general location too, like pick you yeah. up like outside a movie theater or know, something. Yeah, but yeah, it depends on what kind of public transportation you have in your town and, and eat too. Because so. my my thinking on it is, is, if I didn't want somebody to find out where I live, I would just find my own way. I mean, especially if it's a major metropolitan area, yeah, you probably can get away with just going on your own way. 
I mean, if you live in a rural area or one that's maybe got uh, not as great infrastructure, yeah, it might be a little tougher for you to uh, get around. And it may be easier for them to, uh, yeah, just share Uber with you. I mean, I'm, here's the thing. I would maybe offer, but don't go in with any expectations that they're going to take you up on that. To, yeah, it's just a nice gesture. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. And again, it... You mentioned it looks nice on you. Yeah, I agree. It does look nice on you. But also do keep in mind that, yeah, some people uh, may say no. And you don't want to... Yeah, if they say no, it's not personal. No, no. Like, you can propose it, but uh, also keep in mind, too, that when you're proposing it, you do want to, you know, maybe not make it sound too creepy either. you know, got to be careful about how it comes across. Oh, I would want to do it in a way that's creepy versus not creepy. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, if you were like... Hey, I'll meet you at your, your place and uh, pick you up. Like, that might come across a little... Or, like, I could have the Uber swing by and pick you up on the way. Yeah. Or if you were to say, well, I was going to take an Uber, but, you know, maybe I could meet you at some place where, you know, I could pick you up as well if it's easier for you. Something that's or a you little... Could just... Oh, go ahead. You know, something that's a little more, you know, inviting, but also, like, casual as well. Well, I, w- I would say you could just call it what it is and say, you know, I know, I know, you know, I don't want you feeling comfortable. So I was thinking, like, maybe I could pick you up. But if you don't want me to kind of know where you live and stuff, maybe we can, I could pick you up at like a, another location, wherever you feel most comfortable. Mm-hmm. And just call it what it is that you're respecting the right to feel comfortable and safe. Yep. And uh, they'll appreciate that you thought of that. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's just something that you want to bear in mind that some people might not interpret it the way that you do. So. Uh, Kaylee says, nerds, I'm moving in with my boyfriend next month. He has a car. I don't. Do you think it's better to have two cars or one? Help me out. Um, I think it really depends on what your needs are. I mean, if the two of you have a car and, you know, maybe you only need a vehicle for weekends when you're both available, then yeah, you're probably okay with one. If you need one to get around or maybe there's just not enough public transit in your area, sure, you might want to look into getting a second car. Uh, the thing with vehicles too is they are a huge expense as well and you know nowadays in the world where you have uber and um, transit and all this other stuff you know it's not like it's your only option but i would look at whether you can work with the other existing infrastructure like you know in terms of uber or yeah transit and uh, if those work then yeah go with those if not then yeah you know you might want to look into get a second car but what do you think steph it sounds like you've been going without a car for a while, Kaylee. That's that was my understanding. Um, yeah. So it shouldn't be that much of a difference. Uh, but I would look at too, like um, sometimes I've seen relationships where one of the reasons why someone stays is that they've gotten kind of attached to the car, um, and that it was much easier having the car and getting around rather than taking public transport. Um, or looking at their own car to purchase. So I would just take a look at that. And yeah, it really depends on the infrastructure of your city. I know like in Tampa, the infrastructure is not great with public transportation. So that's something to consider. And of course, there's always Uber, but that can rack up. I would add up your costs. You've got not only the cost of the car, but you've also got fuel, insurance, um, repairs, like oil change. So I would add that all up and really look at your costs and i mentioned this so many times that the app you need a budget i think it's a game changer and i don't get any kind of endorsement from them at all mm-hmm. um <laughs> that'd be nice but but i don't but i would look at that and that'd be a really good way to figure out um do you have the money to spend on a car i think that's one of the things is if you don't know how much money you have and how much you have this you're able to give up i think that probably would help you make a decision 
-hmm. So it also depends. Do you have to pay for parking for your car? I mean, that's another thing. If you're living in a, in a pretty crowded city, you may have to pay really exorbitant fees to park your car. Mm -hmm. And how many spaces do you have with your condo or your apartment or house? This also depends too, I guess, on what your career goals are too. You know, some mm -hmm. jobs do require that you drive. So, you know, the other way to think about it too is if you're in, you're working towards a career where maybe you have to do some driving. If you haven't really been doing much driving, it might be worth investing in, in the you know time and money now to get driving now and get some more experience if that's something. Because, uh, for instance, I have a friend who. Uh, is in uh, sales and he doesn't drive and now he's finding that he doesn't have too many options because a lot of sales jobs require that you have a vehicle and that you can drive so it's one of those things you know i would also keep that in mind too you know what are exactly your long-term goals too it doesn't have to necessarily just be uh career-based but also personal like are you looking to start a family you know maybe having a, a you know a separate vehicle might be handy for stuff like that too so I just watch how much you can spend again an app the budgeting app like the one I mentioned like you need a budget can help you really figure out is this something that you can afford because there's what we want and what we need and can we afford it so is this a want yeah is it a need probably not but only you can decide that so again I would really look at how much money do you have to spend yeah and the other thing too is if you are looking to get a car maybe ask with around with family and friends too you'd be surprised at how many people are willing to you know maybe sell you a vehicle at a lower cost if you're you know comfortable buying a used vehicle uh you know yeah, just let everybody know I yeah think that's one of the best to do it yeah yeah because i mean you can always buy off craigslist or from a lot or something but Sometimes you'd be surprised if you just say on Facebook or something like that, you say, hey, I'm looking for a car. You know, somebody might say, well, actually, you know, I've got this uh, car here. I can sell it to you for $2,000 or something like that. So you'd be surprised. So don't, uh, you know, if you are going to look for a vehicle too, maybe just ask around with people you know. You might get a really good deal that way too. There you go. All right. Uh, okay. Did you want to read... James, James? sure. James says, nerds, last week my friends and I got a mild argument about Kobe Bryant. We were discussing how his sexual assault allegations diminish his achievement somewhat. My girlfriend said it didn't matter what he did. As much as I love her, I disagreed. Now she's been pouting for days, complaining that I didn't take her side. What up with that, James? James, um, the bigger issue to me is that she's been pouting for days, if that's the case. Yeah. I'm going to study you guys talking about this. You have the right to feel any way that you want to feel about uh, Kobe Bryant's death. Um, I know that I've I've talked with people that have come in for various reasons relating to it. So they've talked with me about um, the unexpected nature of it and sudden shock and grief. And also it's brought up some issues for people too. So I think whatever way you want to feel is okay. Um, I think that, yeah, you guys disagree on this. Uh, but it's more about how the fact that you're disagreeing about it, but you guys aren't working with coming to an agreement to disagree uh, so i i don't know like i know that you're saying she's been pouting for days i'm, I'm kind of wondering what she would say uh, but it sounds like you guys need to sit down and just say hey you know what we see this in a different way and that's okay um, mm -hmm. but again it's more, my concern right now is more that she's been pouting for days that to me is a separate issue about mm -hmm. not taking her side we're not going to agree with people on things and it really is up to us as to whether something's really major and that it's an impasse and it's a deal breaker 
or is it something that we disagree and you know that we can live with it and that differs for everybody so i would really sit down and go hey you know i know this happened we disagree about this and let's talk through that and let's agree to disagree and i think that your girlfriend's willingness to sit down just have a rational talk about it even though emotions may be high um i think shows a lot about you know both your maturities and if you're willing to have a issue that you know is big that you guys just can't agree on because again you're not going to agree on anything in a relationship and again it's up to you guys to determine is this something that's so big that you don't think the relationship is going to work out what do you say yeah i would just be careful that uh you know this is more so a communication issue and not so much an issue about kobe bryant uh reading through it at first i was like well you know it kind of seems like a kobe issue and i'm like no it's not it's a communication issue i mean you two have to be able to communicate about things and yeah there are going to be things you disagree on that's inevitable in any relationship uh the main thing to keep in mind is that uh you know you need to be able to articulate your thoughts in a way that's um you know genuine but also too you know respectful of the other person and you need to also feel like you're able to discuss these things in a in a way that's uh without recourse uh i don't know why you know she would you know think that she has to be this way i would try to maybe do your best to communicate with her and establish communication and see if she's able to work with you on this uh she may not and you know if that's the case yeah you may want to consider perhaps moving on in the relationship i i think it depends too on how important of an issue it is for us and how strongly you feel about it i think that's part of it too but yeah you guys need to sit down and talk about it because having someone treat you like that if you disagree um and again pouting for days could be interpreted different ways we haven't really heard what her side is but mm. she wants to write in that would be interesting to see what her side of it is yeah uh but yeah, it's time to sit down and talk about it. Because mm -hmm. again, it's not so much the issue, it's it's the dynamic between the two of you. And my yeah. guess is this isn't the first big issue that you guys have disagreed on. Um, it may have not been to this extent, but you know, in, a, in relationships, we're always going to have some disagreements with people because people aren't exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Which is part of the beauty of relationships, but also can be part of the issue of them too. Yeah. So again, just sit down and talk about this because to have this you know, it's for days, um yeah this is something that you guys need to sit down and talk about mm -hmm. and again, you can you can come to an agreement that you agree to disagree yeah uh you know i had an interaction with someone on twitter about something not related to this at all um but you know she said something to me and i said you know we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this and she was very nice about it because that's human relationships yeah yeah and it's just part of you know humanity who we are all are you know we're not all going to agree on things i mean there's even times where stuff and i don't agree on things it's perfectly fine what i know what are you talking about i know <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about let's fight right now yeah i mean i'm a huge trump supporter stuff's not you know totally fine you know we still see eye to eye <laughs> Sorry, I in fact i am so, you know you make me snore and then i'll forgiven so yeah well, I am wearing my makeup hat right now because I just want to be styling. Okay, you you haven't mentioned that podcast, have you? When you went to the party and wore that? Oh yeah, I wore a makeup hat as a joke to a party, and there was people were not taking it as a joke, and I'm like, oh, it's a joke. Calm down. But yeah, uh, we're a little sensitive about that right now. Yeah. So. All right. But again, you're in another country too, so I don't know if it's different for you, but maybe. 
maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, most people, like, I'm not, I can't actually vote for Trump, so hopefully people realize that. I'm, I'm Canadian. But I would say that if, um, let's say it's not Trump, because that's that's a hot topic issue. But let's say, you know, I think Kurt and I have disagreed on, on advice from people, and we just go, you know what? That's the beauty of having different opinions. Mm-hmm. For sure. That, yeah, that part of you know, maturing is learning how to absorb that. Now, if Kurt had an, an opinion that was so offensive to me that I don't think I could work with him, well, that's something else. And that could happen. Yeah. But, you know, so far, Kurt seems, you know, relatively normal to me. So Re- Relatively. Relatively. Well, we're all relatively normal, right? Normal's kind of overrated, but yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, but that'll be something I'd say. Hey, Kurt, you know, I got a, I got a concern, and let's work that out. And you know, that's the difference between low conflict and high conflict. High, high conflict, you do um, a stonewalling where you ignore the person and you raise your voices. Low conflict's just like, hey, I got this issue, let's talk it out. And mm. again, this may be something, James, that you're like, you know what? This is this is such an impasse, and this is we have such totally different views on this that this relationship is not going to work. And, you know, that's okay, too. Yep, it happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next email is from Tom. Tom says, I, 24 male, have been dating my partner, 25 male, for about two years now. We went over to his family's for Christmas. Uh, it was lovely, snowing in the Midwest, lots of outdoors. It was exquisite. However, during Christmas morning, I got a Blu-ray box set. My partner's brother asked if he can borrow some of the movies before i could answer the dad said don't loan them to him he'll never give them back so i made up an excuse like oh we're flying back tomorrow so i won't it won't be enough time to watch them but he was adamant about borrowing these movies so finally i caved maybe due to the pressure and just said that i was told he isn't the most reliable person when it comes to loaning things big mistake he blew up at the family and stormed off we had to drive around a snowy Montana backroads for an hour looking for him. Now I'm in head high doo doo. The dad says I shouldn't have mentioned it, but uh, how was I to know? My partner is torn on what he thinks. Did I mess this up? Where? What can I do to fix it, Tom? Uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes there's some things, Tom, that maybe should be you know just kept between two people. That being said, you were not told that this is something that he shouldn't have been, that shouldn't have been mentioned to him. So how would you have known? Uh, You know, it sounds like it was just an honest mistake on your part and you were just using the information that was provided to you. So this doesn't sound like, you know, you personally feel this way. You're just articulating what something somebody else said. I personally, you know, think, yeah, you know, it's probably a mistake, but I don't think it's one that necessarily, you know, you should be uh, too hung up about. I mean, you tried your best to, uh, you know, resolve it, it sounds like. So I would, you know, maybe just let things simmer over a bit uh, and maybe see if your partner has anything that they would like you to maybe say or do. But I think, you know, it was a mistake, but what can you do, really? But what do you think, Steph? So I think you're in a situation where his brother did not take no for an answer. And I think when you're put on the spot with that um, and someone's not listening to your no, I think sometimes we say stuff that, you know, we're like, you know, enough. Um, so it sounds like you were backed into a corner. Uh, if this is something, I my understanding, I thought that dad said this in front of the brother, but it sounds like possibly he didn't. Um, but, you know, it's something that, that families... The dad was basically trying to tell you, like, hey, this is supposed to be a secret. Don't share this with the kid. But 
you know, maybe that's something that needs to come out so the dad can talk to the guy about it. So, or the brother. So mm. here's the other thing. Why are you driving around looking for him for an hour? So is this a pattern where he has an issue and he has a blow up and then you have to go searching for him? I understand snowy, but at the same time, like, why were you guys having to go look for him? Mm -hmm. um, did anybody else accompany you or were you and your boyfriend told that you had to go look for him? So that would be, um, that would be the other thing that I kind of wonder about. What's that about? Is this giving him some kind of payoff that someone's coming after him? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think this is your issue. I think that you said no to to the brother very clearly. Uh, maybe the brother either didn't pick up on that or just maybe next time just say, no, you know, I really don't feel like loaning it out. Mm -hmm. And then if he has a problem with it, then, you know, that's his problem. I yeah. mean, it's still his problem. And then maybe, you know, the, maybe this is just opening up a dialogue between the dad and the, and the brother. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think you should be in doo-doo. Uh, you know, the dad said you should have mentioned it. Well, you know, too bad, too late. Yeah. So this is something they need to work out. It sounds like there's some family dynamic be the healthiest. Yeah. Um, your partner's trying what he thinks. Well, at least he's not telling you, you know, that he's not defending his family against you. That would That's where I would be like, uh, that's not good. Mm -hmm. um, did you mess it up? No. I think that the guy was pushing you and you were on the spot and you were being honest with him. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you probably wouldn't have gotten your stuff back. So what can you do to fix it? I don't think I would just sit back because, you know, this is something between the dad and the kid now. And I would not let them get you involved in it. Yeah. This is between them. And this is something that they've needed to talk about, it sounds like, for a while. Yep. And, you know, it's uh, it's sometimes a tough thing to bring up these sort of maybe issues that have been weighing down this family for a while, but it sounds like it was a, you know, very uh, explosive, uh, you know, situation, but it sounds like it's a lot of maybe uh, resentment that's been building over time, so... Yeah, and, and you shouldn't be in the in the role of having to keep secrets for people. No. So I would say, you know what? Maybe the dad saying that to you was inappropriate. Maybe he should have said to the son, "Hey, you know, I know you've been asking him about this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, he's and you know, you're not the best at uh, giving stuff back. Or maybe even say in front of him, go, oh yeah, I wouldn't do that. I don't know, you know." the time you didn't give so-and-so back i mean that might start a fight too but there's a lot of stuff this family hasn't talked about and i think they're unnecessarily putting it on you yeah i mean i would definitely um you know the father could have handled this a bit better i mean if he's the one that had these issues with the son he he should have been the one that intervened and mentioned it said mm -hmm. hey you know I, I don't think this is something that he should do you know and leave it up to you um uh, Tom in terms of your decision on whether you want to do so or not but I think in my opinion the father should have been the one that should have told the son this not you so mm -hmm. right because the, the the father obviously knew that this was going on that he was asking you for something mm -hmm. it was kind of a setup for you to be the scapegoat yeah which is not and again fair. why is this family going after the guy i mean yeah i mean you live in a cold climate kurt but is this a normal thing that when families get into a, a scuffle that they go following somebody out in the snow no if somebody ran off i'd be like well they're, they're on their <laughs> like you know within reason if i thought there was maybe some cause for concern in terms of their personal safety yeah maybe but otherwise right. i would just leave them be i mean 
I'm not. I would not get. I would not get sucked into this. And no. and the fact that your partner's not going one way or the other with it is a good sign. But I would think if they start siding with your family, that's a real wake up call. Yeah, that for maybe sure. they're wrapped up in this family dynamic too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's. Uh, I think sometimes you know, we feel guilted because of what happens, but you also have to keep in mind too, like it's they're the ones that are ultimately responsible for the son not you and mm -hmm. you know they were the ones that could have intervened and said something instead they indirectly said something to you and put you in that position right. uh again it, it's almost a setup for you more than anything else mm -hmm. to to fail when I, something tells me they probably knew something like this would happen and they probably knew that if they directly got involved they would be the ones that would have to deal with that so Right. Something tells me, too, that's not necessarily a healthier, you know, nice way mm -hmm. to handle that conflict if they know it's coming to then say, well, we'll pass this off to our uh, other son's, you know, uh, partner to deal with. Like, no, that's, you know, right. if you, you know there's conflict coming, you should at least do your best to try to deal with it yourself rather than pass it off to somebody else. That's just very bad. So. Right. And you have every right to say no at yep. any time to anyone. Mm -hmm. And just saying no should have been enough. And yep. again, next time maybe consider just being really direct and saying, and you can be direct without being harsh. Yep. Just say no, you know, I just got these and I really don't feel like lending them out. And again, if the brother would have a problem then, then that's another thing to deal with. But um, And that would be unreasonable because you should never be expected to loan out your stuff, nor should the family expect you to loan stuff out. Nope. Also, the other thing, too, for better or for worse, you now know what this family is like when it comes to handling conflict. So, mm -hmm. I mean, in the future, if this ever pops up again, you can just say, talk to the dad. <laughs> right. You know, it's, uh, you know, for better or for worse, at least now you know how they handle conflict. It might not be healthy, but, I mean, at least now you know how to uh, avoid it in the future. So Yeah, and it might be that maybe it's possible that this brother doesn't have any problem with returning stuff yeah it's possible and the dad was just trying to stir up shit i mean i don't know it's possible yeah, yeah for sure so that's where you just refer you know you're just like nope wash my hands of it yeah ain't my problem anymore if the dad didn't want you to talk about it, he shouldn't have said it to you yeah, exactly I mean, that's the thing about you don't want to get in a position where you're keeping secrets for a family no okay uh do you want to read terry's email Sure. Terry said, I, 29, 28 female, have been dating my boyfriend 30 for three years now. We moved into an apartment two years ago. We have always been the type to equally divide things, finances, chores, responsibilities, etc. Well, two months ago, my mother passed away and left me her house. The house is massive. So when it came time to move in, we did. And I'm not sure why, but all of a sudden he's getting greedy. For one, the house is under my name. He's adamant that we get a change so that it's under his name too. This doesn't make much sense to me. It's almost as if he's wanting a piece of the pie now in the event we break up. At least it's how I personally feel. Secondly, there's a basement he wants to rent out to his cousins. I'm not opposed, but ask that we charge them $1,000 a month. Most bedroom basement suites in our area are 1500 so this is fair. And he's suggesting that we don't charge them rent. A few times I catch myself saying, but it's my place. And that only angers him about the first point. We never fought like this before. I'm a bit concerned. Am I being unreasonable? What would you suggest? Terry. Terry... Get him out of the house. This is not healthy. This is your house. So, but it's my place. It is your place. First, and also, I'm really sorry about your mother passing away. So not only did your mother pass away two months ago, which is really fresh and raw, and, and you're probably going through some grief stuff, 
this guy is being extremely unreasonable and taking advantage of you. So I, it's time to get him out. It's, it's time to get him out. That was my first, my gut reaction is get him out. Because whenever you have someone that's pushing you to get their name on assets, that is a big red flag. Do not do that. In fact, I would talk to an attorney and ask him what your rights are, um, just to give you an idea of what could happen if you guys break up. In yeah. your laws in your state or province, he may have access to half the house if you put his name on it. And by no reason should he do that. Um, you know, you don't want his cousins in there. You know, if they're not going to charge rent, can you imagine what kind of debacle that's going to be when you try to get rent and he fights you and says no? Yeah. Run. Run, Terry. It's time to end this. Yeah. I mean, I I think that it's a little too far gone at this point. I mean, even if hypothetically you do charge him rent, you know, who's to say he's not going to go behind your back and say, oh, actually don't pay her rent, you know? Like, I just don't know how much of this is actually salvageable. Um, yeah, also, too, it it sounds to me like he's just, you know, you say he's getting greedy. Yeah, you know, maybe before when you guys were, you know, I presume you were renting before, you know, you maybe didn't have that many assets for him to be, you know, greedy about, but... Now that all of a sudden it's popped up, now all of a sudden he's showing his true colors. And uh, for better or for worse, I think it at least gives you a good idea as to what you should do with that. I mean, it's unfortunate, but the way that he's being is completely incomprehensible. I mean, he's really just... He's really making things about him when it's really not about him in the slightest. I mean... You, your mom just died. Yeah, your mom you, just died. It was your mom. It was left to you. There's nothing about this that really entitles him to any part of that house. So why would he all of a sudden think that he's now got some stake in it? I mean, he doesn't. And I, I think that's what bothers me the most is he doesn't have a stake, but he's trying to make mm -hmm. play it up like he does. And that's just manipulative really behavior. So mm -hmm. uh, I... You know, that's not something you can really fix. And I don't know if I would even trust him, even if he did say he was going to try to be better at that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he's already trying to weasel his way in to get the house. And, you know, I think just sometimes, you know, some people's lives change and it's not always for the better. You know, this guy maybe, you know, now he, he has access to this home. I'm not saying it's his because it's not, but I'm saying he has access to this home. And now all of a sudden his eyes are thinking financially like, well, you know, maybe I should try to get in on this house. Maybe I should try to get like some piece of the pie. Like you say, like it, it does come across to me like he's maybe trying to stake a claim before something happens inevitably. And if he's trying to do that, then I think he's even probably self-aware that this relationship is not going to last. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, 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 if you were to try to salvage this, I would maybe set some guidelines for when, you know, maybe you might consider, not to say that you would, but you would consider maybe doing something like that. Like maybe you say, well, you know, maybe let's wait until we're married or something like that. And again, I'm not saying you should try to salvage the relationship, but I'm just saying if you do try to set some boundaries, uh, but I, I don't think you should. I think you should just kick him out, basically. I mean... It doesn't sound like he's he's willing to do any favors for you. So, right, and and I remember what things were like two months after my mom died, and it was hard trying to figure out which way was up. Mm -hmm. You know, never mind somebody trying to get their 
their cousins to live in your house rent free. You're already going through grief. Has he been there for your grief? Has he been there to listen to you? Has he been there to, to comedy concerns? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. it sounds like you're just trying to take advantage of the situation. So this raises huge magenta flags for me. Yeah. So at least you know it now about him. I'm sorry that you you have gotten a relationship with someone like this, but it sounds like this behavior, maybe there are glimmers of it before, but now you can see fully who he is. Um, so in that way, he's kind of done you a favor, but by no means would I sign over anything to him. And again, if you're even remotely contemplating it, talk to an attorney first. Yeah. Also, too, I mean, you know, you are even going out of your way to even consider renting it out the basement suite to the family. I mean, that's a pretty nice thing to do, even like like you say they could probably get their own place and pay a lot more in rent but you've been you're you're being more than courteous in in accommodating them somewhat so yeah it's it's probably high time to leave unfortunately and it doesn't really matter how much time you've been together so if he tries something like well we've been together this no yeah no i mean again he has not been there for you when your when your mom died two mm -hmm. months afterwards he's pressuring you to put i mean if your friend said to you, hey, I'm with this guy, we've been together for three years, my mom died two months ago, he's trying to get his name on the house and trying to move his cousins in for free, what would you tell her? I mean, that's a really good question to ask yourself. Would you tell her, oh, it's okay, or would you tell her, like, get the hell? Yeah. No, it's unfortunate, but this person is uh, showing their true colors, and I think it's uh, time to recognize for what it is and uh, amscray. Or tell him to amscray. So... Right, and that's the other thing I'd talk to someone about, too, uh, an attorney, is that um, if, if for some reason he gives you a problem about leaving, he's trying to guilt you into leaving, what's the best way to handle that? Mm-hmm. Because lot if of... he's got the nerve to do this, just protect yourself. Yeah. No, you, um, in a lot of, like, uh, provinces and states, you can actually request that the uh, police escort them out of the house. So if it gets that bad, you can always... Right call them up it does work in your favor that the the place is in, in your name so i mean if you the owner of the property say this person has to leave i mean you, it works in your favor so right and again i talked to them about you know if, if this gets if he gets starts acting really sketchy and if you feel like you need to leave what how does that change things for you so just talk to an attorney because this guy's being really unreasonable and it's it's, it's um pretty manipulative sounding so i think it's good to just talk with someone yep some advice because mm -hmm. obviously we can't do that so nope all right well, i think that's it for this week okay interesting as always um yes. cool well you can always email us at mailbag at three nerds.com uh you can find stuff over at stephaniesarkis.com you're also on twitter as well steph right I am. Yeah, it's Stephanie Sarkis on Instagram. It's Sarkis PhD, and I've got the gaslighting book. Nice. So check it that out, too. I'm over at threeangrynerds.com. Uh, you know, slowly just pumping out new content. We had episode 300 of Three Angry Nerds yesterday. So. Yay! Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Did you guys have a little virtual party? We did. We gave out a bunch of prizes and answered a bunch of questions, and it was a good oh, old time. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, there was oh, then a... I'm going to be on your show. Yeah, right? you're going to be doing a movie commentary with us, which is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be watching Clueless together. So, yay! Should One be of my a good time. Movies. 
yeah, it was funny because I was like, anybody want to join us for a movie commentary? And you were immediately like, clueless. Like me? Yep. <laughs> so. Maybe. It's always fun. So. That'll be fun. Give the, the psych commentary. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Well. Okay. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now. Bye, everybody.